Superchargers, headlights, and more. With over 122 million parts, eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Stay on your A-game with all the parts you need at the prices you want. It's easy to bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Old? I don't know Whoa. where that got thrown in. Yeah, it's, he's correct. <laughs> We're out of here. He used to be young, not anymore. Uh, that's right, Airheads. It's true. Your eyes do not deceive you. Dave and Gareth, or Gary, as it were. No. Nope. I know you prefer that. I know you love no, Gary. No, no, no. That's yeah, like a, not Gary's a good your intro. preference, right? No, it isn't. Yeah, no. I, I thought that. No, that no, was no. The thing. I've been like so clear so many times that Gareth oh. is the preferred one. I, somehow. I would never. Yeah, that's unprofessional. I wouldn't say that. Okay. You did sure. start it. So you're the worst part a, of all of it. But no, to be clear, yeah, no, that's not preferred. Okay, gotcha. So, Dave, Gareth, of the world famous. I don't know why you kind of air quoted my. I didn't mean it. It was meant to be like a. a There he is. There he is. Okay. It seemed to have quoted. Okay. Of the world famous The Dialect Podcast, you're here on Putting On Airs, and we are thrilled. Also, if you're part of the Extended Skew Universe, you may be a little confused because this is where we do well read, uh, but this is also where they do the dial-up and Correct. i'm here and it's so true we're crossover. all making it uh making it work Corey's yeah. that's still there in north georgia in the virtual airstream studios how you doing cho uh i'm doing wonderful i'm happy to be here uh with you all i hate being the only i hate being the the power rangers big head guy in the room when everybody's in the room together feeling all chemistry-fied you should yeah. be used to it by now. Was yeah. that Zordon? Like but I still hate it. Is that his name? I think so. Zordon. Yeah. What a pull. Yeah. Wow. Uh, dude, Zordon. That was a big, big I was going to say Zoloft. When I was a kid. Zoloft would be a great one. Yeah. He doesn't seem to care about taking over anything anymore. He just kind of guy. floats in yeah. his uh, in his either chamber. way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. So on this show, uh, two hillbilly dipshits, namely me and Corey. I don't know who else you would have thought it would be. We talk about fancy shit, fancy mm-hmm. people stuff, mm-hmm. and oftentimes try to sort of like uh, draw a Venn diagram or the overlap between like fancy and trash. You sure. know, as, as much as we can. So I thought we'd start. Uh, 
there if possible because dave correct me if i'm wrong you're from uh marin right, oh, right? Yeah. county right yeah right but but you did not grow up in a privileged situation no right so i you're like you're right there already you're like in the wheelhouse of what this show is just by virtue of, because marin is one of the most affluent yes. areas of this whole country but you were not part of that lifestyle and you're from there i so. i was i was the kid who rode his 10 speed servant. that oh. only eight, <laughs> that only eight <laughs> gears worked and servant um but i was the guy who rode his 10 speed and kids i went to school with would drive by on their porsches right yeah yeah that what was, was that were you like were you like a a mascot at home like linus <laughs> or whatever from uh from charlie <laughs> brown yeah the, the dirt kid the dirt bag that pretty much describes it very well yeah, okay like we had a house and i had a friend stay over once and i was like oh i don't want him to stay over and he like kind of pushed for it, and then in the morning he's like, "Why can I see my breath?" I'm like, "Cause we we can't afford heat." Yeah, <laughs> it was like stuff like that. <laughs> I've always there's so many places. I mean, hell, sometimes in Burbank I look around and I'm like, "How do regular people live here?" Because of yeah. you know how expensive it it's is insane. to exist in so many places. So like you know, in a place like that, like I mean. Were your, were your people like from there and it became that around them or yeah like? yeah it wasn't that it wasn't that wealthy until yeah. like the late 70s early 80s so everyone who was like grandfathered in was fine right but then after that everyone was screwed and they just moved like and i don't right. i don't know i know like one person who still lives there uh from my high school lives in and he's like a vp at, at wells fargo so so he's, uh, he's he remained right. poor He's still poor, yeah. <laughs> and uh, Gareth, you are like sort of British, and that's fancy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's the whole thing. Yeah, it's pretty. For, yeah, for you. yeah. But your people, I are think British. people think like England, like or at least they used to think like England was like everyone was fancy. Yes. And then you, when you like see my family, you're like, oh no, right. not at all. I would like to just say it. I don't think I never thought everybody was fancy from England. I think most people do because they like well, at least. <laughs> I guess when you were raised by cartoons, you're like, oh yeah, they are all they're either butlers or they're princes, and <laughs> yeah. then and then like and so people, I think the accent throws it off a lot. For but sure. I've also heard the accent before say like, do you want to smoke but, crack? Uh, no, yeah, right. Like yeah. I've heard that yeah. and I was like, whoa, what? I had a I had a bit about that because you know we talk dumb, our accents are dumb, and right. I was talking about like the English accent and how everybody thinks it it's automatically smart because we just all picture like Professor Oxford yes. in a fucking tweed yeah. vest and a pipe or whatever when we think of that accent in this country but like you could just as easily picture like a shirtless hooligan in oh, the completely. middle of the street oh, hammer yeah. drunk just like oh bash your fucking head in the my hooligan head. helps right, the yeah. hooligan class helps yeah. but yeah. yeah no they're they're definitely like I was definitely always astounded by like how trashy I, where my family's from honestly is like what, what, what part of where are they from over they're there they're from a small town called Stalbridge and like okay. I love it I'm like oh it's the best but then when other people in England are ooh that's bad man that's yeah, right. <laughs> And I'm like, what are you talking about? It's great. And they're like, oh, gosh, that's tough, ain't it? Yeah. Right. yeah. Like, no, it's lovely. <laughs> but, yeah, totally. I feel the exact same way being from Marjorie Taylor Greene's district because oh. they, like, people, as soon as they hear that, they're like, how the fuck do you live there? I was like, near the people I love. What do you yeah. mean? Yeah, you have a bubble. <laughs> yeah, that I, I forgot that you're from her district. Yeah. <laughs> that's great. Yeah, buddy. So yeah, good. no, his, like, his hometown is wild, by like my standards and yeah, right. we were talking about my hometown before we started yeah. you guys heard what I said yeah, about no, my hometown about yeah right Kittenbridge <laughs> yeah right yes exactly <laughs> that's a, that's the town over from where Gareth was from yeah, yeah Kittenbridge yeah. Kittenbridge <laughs> fancy bit crack before you toss your kittens yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
but yeah, no, his it's, it's by virtue of just being very, very like a confederate still. Yeah. Because it's like yeah. a Civil War town. Yeah, right. Oh, great. Bloodiest two day battle of the Civil War, right, Corey? Famously. Yeah. That's that, correct, that my friend. How many? Uh, How is, many? How many died? Uh, that's a uh, most of them. Oh, he's from there. <laughs> they, so they have like re, they have out. reenactments and stuff there every year, and it's still oh, very cool. like they. It's very like it's like a Civil War town because that's like the noteworthy that's thing about got. it. Yeah, yeah that's right. They've it's got all about it. selling so, merch, and that has an effect on a uh, a place. Yeah, it's sure. like when you're a comedian. Yeah, everyone, everyone who got a traffic ticket that year has to fight for the union. That's how we do that. So <laughs> <smart>. <laughs> no one else would do it otherwise. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's like when you're a comedian and like you overbought on your shirts, and so you have to keep doing a bit you no longer want to do. But yeah. you're like, I gotta move. I gotta move as many snow globes as possible. Right. <laughs> so yeah, we're a Civil War town. That's what we are. <laughs> have you ever done it? Have you ever done the when? Anybody, any uncle ever take you out? Have I participated in the reenactment? Yeah. No, I haven't. I have been to them, or I've been to, excuse me, I've been to the pancake breakfast uh, that they have every year to kick off the the Civil War reenactment. I think that's probably why they died a lot that day. If they're starting their day off with pancakes, yeah, you're just not 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 the go get Amelia Watt. No, no, No. need some like egg white. Yeah, I have a bit. I have a bit about that, which is me showing up at the pancake breakfast, going, "Hey guys, do you ever think maybe this is why we lost the fucking war? Have you ever tried (laughs) to do? Have you ever tried to eat pancakes and do anything?" <laughs> yes. All right, one more nap and then we move up the hill. Yeah. But I got to say a pancake breakfast is always a go-to. If someone says there's a pancake breakfast, I always go. Even if agree. it's like oh, it moves surrounded tickets. by modern-day yeah. Confederates or whatever. I don't know. Like, pancakes. Sure. Syrup, right. syrup. Yeah. Syrup, syrup. Well, a lot of time, a lot of like Corey, we've also talked a lot about how like a lot of times racists make the best like sweets uh if, if from the <laughs> south. Like you think about like mammals and stuff, like they got like, like the best yep. cinnamon buns. Cornbread. Something yeah. about ignorant stuff. hate and grease when you put them in a pan yeah. together is just mwah. They say making it with love, but that's overrated. Yeah. When they mix in the hate, that's the yeah. secret. Like that's, that's, a lot of southern that's the mammals. emeralds. That's yeah, right. to kick yeah. it up a notch. Pow! Yeah. Yeah. Wow! Now that is good. Yeah. yeah better than a Mexican. All right, yeah. Mima. All right, yeah. now let's just yeah. give her the light. That that's is, enough. That is exactly how it goes. <laughs> What's uh What's brown deer like? You you were born in a place called Brown Deer, yeah, right, in the Midwest. Because yep. I also think the Midwest is like it's different from the South, but there's a lot of overlap with them too. The people oh, like, yeah. don't realize a lot like of overlap. Country shit, it, honestly, rural that, shit. Oh, totally. Like, there's like yeah, same. I mean, I guess in the South there's maybe a little bit more of it, but you still are like you still meet people where you're like, so you live in a junkyard? And right. Like, yeah. That's right. Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, okay, that seems like weird, um, but. But, uh, yeah, Brown Deer was like, you know, a suburb in Milwaukee. There were nice suburbs around it, but it was where it, stu- it like, it was where you'd be like, there's a couple cars on the lawn, and that's okay. Yeah, yeah. Right. You know, a couple fixer-uppers. Right. Our family was, it was a real weird, like, talking about that Venn diagram, it was like, so I was raised in the bubble of two English people who were English and, you know, very, like, tried to keep their Englishness and then I would be going to school um, in Wisconsin and like totally I started growing a mullet 
and um and my mother and i started like shaving z's in the side of my head and my mother was like losing me and my little british accent became like more of a like hey chill out you know yeah. and she was like do you tell me to chill i'd be like relax lady right. and she was just like ah! <laughs> and um and so they the started to, yeah they started to kind of lose me yeah. in that but brown deer itself was yeah it was like like I remember, I used, the first place I used to buy cigarettes was the Brown Deer Bowling Alley because you could just do it with quarters, and like <laughs> right. yeah, right. That was like a scene, and just, you'd see some cats there where you'd be like, oh, well, you know, they'd be like, Dr. Reggie, he's got the, he knows what he's doing, you know, yeah. and just <laughs> guys are just pounding MGDs in the bottle right. all day and go Packers. Yeah, oh my God, the Packers Packers. stuff actually. Yeah. I don't think helped anything because right. it was just everybody was <laughs> really? just like, oh yeah, it didn't help. No, it didn't help That's class surprising. up the joint. No. <laughs> I can't no. believe that. It didn't take it up a notch. Yeah, uh, no. So, so it was really. It was definitely like there are nice places in Wisconsin, and it wasn't like too rough. But it was definitely like the more you got down my street, the more you were like, oh okay, what's going on over here? It seems yeah. a little sketchy. You got any other uh, funny named places in Wisconsin that you're aware of? Like, because like Brown Deer makes me think of. There's a place in Tennessee called Buck Snort, which has always been one That's of my favorite. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. Buck Snort, Tennessee. It's like my go. If I'm making like a joke about some That's random redneck good. town, I say Buck Snort, but, but which is a real place though. And yeah, there's a. You know, it's one of those places too where it's like so they've kept so many of like the Indian names. Yeah, oh, right. Yeah, where you're almost like like the older you get, the more you're like. Wait, who are the Men Menominee Falls? Why is it a bunch of car dealerships? They're like, don't right. worry about it. Yeah. <laughs> we got a bright history. We're trying, you know, trail a tear sale. And you're like, oh, Jesus Christ, no. Um, yeah. So it's like a lot of that. Brown Deer, I mean Oak Creek. Yeah. Um, there's a lot of, like, ones like that. But Brown Deer was special. I do actually remember... Like someone one time trying to tell me like the how the town got its name, like in an interesting way. It was like, when, and it was just like there was just there was a brown deer. There's a lot of brown, brown deer. deer. Yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, wow, yeah. yeah. that's like, crazy. Uh, here's yeah, the right. twist. <laughs> There's tons of them, yeah, and you're right. like, okay, and they're like, that's pretty much it. Right, you're like, oh, yeah. okay. What should we name it? Yeah. Oh, look at that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah there was. You ever been to Short Pump, Virginia? No. They got a funny bone there. Oh, oh, then I definitely have been. It's I didn't the, rich, know it's it's the Richmond funny yeah, bone. Yeah, yeah. It's right. actually in they Short did, Pump. I right. Well, you know the funny bones are all like that. Improvs too. Improvs like the Milwaukee. Probably. The best, not, the not best lucky. clubs. For yeah, right. Funny so uh, anyway, when I was there, I, I got I curious. Like, called that why did I they? There. I was like, why do they call it short pump? And so I looked it up, and it was a similar thing. Like you look it up, expecting some kind of like I don't know, you know, interesting minutia about yeah. land on this or whatnot. But it's just like in that area there was a building and by this building there was a pump and the pump it was short and so they called it short pump this virginia was a better time and this i know is, right it's just what they did he's pointed at stuff and like this is where we are this is how every I'm the dirt surfer, hole so every surf location is named yeah they, they every single surf location is like a, a big rocks yeah, there's right. one called shit pipe because there's a, yeah. a pipe that <laughs> the shit comes out of oh, it Jesus like it, they're just all named after the, th the thing that that's there right are. there the yeah, two right. trees senator right. from all. shit pipe yields his time back <laughs> <laughs> yeah no there was definitely a lot of uh, oh, delay took him a minute took him a minute yeah uh yeah but there there was a lot of that and i think you're right like i think like you know like, I remember I dated a girl from Texas, and I remember meeting a guy once who, like, lived in 
like a toiletless shanty and he was like cooking chicken thighs in a coffee can of embers. <laughs> yes. And I was like, right. that I haven't seen. But everything else, like, sure. the accents are really the difference. You get, like, I, I know you're not supposed Dude. to, the trashy white people are all over. You go to, like, any, like, summer fest or, like, right. any of these fest or state fair in Wisconsin, and you're like, whoa, that is bold. Yeah. I mean, it's like. Ma'am, your labia. Like She's you, like, let's get another chicken thigh. Yeah. You see videos of like Russia and people like, look at these crazy people. Oh, right. like, have you driven around America? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. No, dude. No, I, like you mentioned the dude in the toiletless shanty or whatever. I, I had a neighbor. I grew up in a house like basically in the town that I'm from. But the town I'm from is so small that we had a next door neighbor who lived in a shack with a dirt floor. Right. And he used to like come borrow water he come fill up like this whole dirty ass milk gallon jug uh -huh. with water from our pipe and him and my dad became friends that way so uh -huh. like when we my dad would be gone he'd watch the house and i watched the house but he would like threaten someone at gunpoint if they tried <laughs> to like if they tried to like it's a pizza leave a pamphlet or something <laughs> yeah. on our you know on our front porch oh, yeah. he just turn around and charles just stand there holding a fucking you know <laughs> charles is too classy a chuck name for that guy. Yeah, chuck. Yeah. chuck we yeah. call, we mostly called him chuck yeah, yeah, chuck, yeah charles yeah and he'd like he'd and he'd bring he'd like bring little like sometimes my dad would open the door and there'd be like one you know uh winston cigarette or something Ooh. just like sitting outside yeah. or like a can of potted meat or something he was just like an he offering was, an offering he was like a white trash fairy right or back at like you like, yeah. Yeah, right. like <laughs> what the, you left for southern santa the trailer fay yeah, or right, something right. You know? one yeah. winston in a soft pack yeah right <laughs> uh, he's a good guy yeah. guy but yeah. to him he's like a thousand dollars yeah right yeah uh, so this is how you. much you mean to me you yeah, mean right, a lot exactly one kent yeah uh so Dave, what did you, like, where are you at on rich people <laughs> over the course of your life? <laughs> like, Dave's a huge monarchist. That's yeah. why I wanted to be on the show. All right. Here we yeah, go. Yeah, I'm all about the queen. Uh, I'm not a big fan. <laughs> yeah, me neither. I mean, it's never left me, you know, like, right. uh, or just seeing how they behaved and treated others. And, like, it's never, it never left me. It's just part of my fiber, you know, so I just don't. Not a big fan of the rich. See, I didn't know, because in my, because, like, they also don't hit for me, but I'm from a place where, like, no one is rich. Like, I've said before, like, literally, like, the kids who had money in my high school, what that meant was, like, their parents were still married and both had a job. Like, yeah. that meant it was, you a had, better it was economy. like, that poverty-stricken or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Uh, but I wonder if, like, in your situation, if, like, you know, you had friends or whatever well, who were okay. rich kids, and so you're like, ah, some of them are all right, I mean, versus, no, I lived with them, and I hate them even more. You know? I mean, some like, of them, I, I wasn't, re I was never friends with the kids who were in the Mercedes, and, like, my, right. my my group I hung out with was, you know, more middle range, so I didn't, I, I tried to avoid them. I did think, I, I was friends with one for a while, but he just turned out to be a total dick. Like, the right. end, they just end up being dicks. Right. <laughs> it is really interesting, because I actually, I went to school with a lot of rich kids. And di you, when I was, like, a real little kid, and you don't know your friends. Like, in Milwaukee, I was friends with an E-Line, which in Milwaukee is, like, total royalty. And so I'd be going to, like, wow. this mansion Yeah, house. yeah, E-Line. E-Line? Oh, you yeah. don't know that? No. Yeah. Yeah, what, Eli's that, big. That's a name. That's a name. Yeah, that's, that's a name. So that's a last name. Yeah. Okay. All right. <laughs> yeah, it's, Eli's. It's uh, it's like now that I'm saying it, I'm like eh, that's it's definitely that some Eli Nazis. Um, <laughs> right. <laughs> but uh, but I was like they they lived in a mansion, and so I'd be over there, and it wasn't until I was like ten or eleven, I was like, oh, they were really rich. But then when I would like hang out with them 
the kids. I remember the kids being like, well, when I grow up, I'm just going to run my dad's company. Yeah. And yeah, I would right. just be like, it would bend my mind to be like, well, what is your life? Your life is, and they do. Now they, they do. do. Right. That, right. I knew those. I Well, there was one kid that was cool that I knew, but he was in a different grade, but he was the construction kid. So every time he saw construction on the road, their family's name yeah. was on it. And then he just moved up and took over and that's what he did. And he's just, you know, a millionaire. <laughs> yeah. Right. And they, and, well, whatever. We ain't got to get into all the like socio political parts of it, but it's like that's so much how it so often goes with them. And then they think that like, oh yeah, they think that Born people who third. don't have that yeah. right think they hit a triple yeah. that whole thing. Yeah. That's what always driven me so crazy yeah. about yeah. them. Yeah. But like the the, uh, the guy I know, the richest person I know, who I'm friends with, is Drew Carey. Yeah, but Drew Carey didn't come from that. Right, right? Drew Carey right. came from nothing. So you know, you hear stories of him like when the writers right, yeah, yeah, because he's still that guy. He's such a good guy. Yeah, he did Most the Bob's. People, he he did Bob's, Bob's and um, he bought Jerry's all Deli. these uh, meals. Uh, he spent like five hundred thousand dollars yeah. at Bob Big Boy alone. Yeah, yeah. 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 Shut up, Drew Carey. Swingers and Bob's Big Boy. If you were a writer, you could go and get lunch. He also yeah. and, he, and he was doing this pre-strike every day. Is like he just gives out stuff to regular people. Yeah. Prizes always has. Um, you know, he makes them play a little game to do it. That is cool he, that he put all that <laughs> yeah. together. He just like very charitable thing. He's generous. He has this wheel in his hand. He has a magic wheel. Right. I didn't yeah, know yes. you knew that. Yeah, yeah he has a magic wheel. Devised all these intricate games. It's crazy and things. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah, Put a like, lot of yeah. effort into that sort a of charity lot. work. And yeah. I've always been just kind of like, wow, Wild this, he's it. a real one. Yeah, yeah he yeah. is a real one. Yeah. Way, yeah. Yeah. So that is cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind-the-scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve Podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. The monarchy, though. I love it. Cute, yeah, big. Such a fan. Yeah, What's right. not to love? <laughs> I mean, you just the idea of people just f- fucking within their family for centuries and then acting like they're better than everybody else. Tell me about uh, it. Uh, fantastic. <laughs> that was, no, that, well, that was one of the that was one of the earliest episodes of, of the Venn diagram. Fancy yeah. people and trash was on uh, cousin fucking, yeah, or whatever. Because you know that's like you know obviously yeah yep. yeah trailers palaces. Yep, That's where same. you find most of the cousin fucking <laughs> yeah. going on. But yeah. what I, I mean, someone told me, I, I, can't, I can't remember who it was, but someone told me a story about that, like, got to a point where they had inbred so much that they had, like, a Spanish king that was just like, I yeah, told you the that. Habsburg, you told me this. Yeah, Habsburg this was, jaw yeah. guy. Yes, uh, the Habsburg. The, yes. The Charles. It, I yes. mean, it's the just. The guy who they cut him open and they yeah. were like, eat he, what yeah. the fuck? Yeah, he gets. Yes. <laughs> What's going on? Yeah, it was like, right. instead of a heart, it was a mouse. They were like, <laughs> yeah, this man yeah, lived? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the fuck? <laughs> they just cut him open and, like, water yeah, just explodes. Yeah, just like a geyser. This man was 95% water. It makes like like whistling noises and stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. The guy, and then it's like when his wife died, he was like at her grave for like nine days. They're like, Jesus Christ! <laughs> like, Mother of God! They're like, Oh, for fuck's sake! Yeah, it was, it was, he's like Charles the something. Or I think something it like is Charles. It was yeah. Spain, like yeah. Charles the second of Spain yeah. or something like that. And he was, ended yeah, up like losing a... like uh, because of his inability to breed. They ended up losing like. Italy or something like right. his his the level of his inbredness ended up costing <laughs> them a tremendous amount. 
Yeah, turns out they were just super wrong about that whole thing. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they were like, well. not for raisinets. And yeah. they're like, whoopsies. The policy of inbreeding, yeah. Because they thought, you know, like they had the special blood, so they can't share their blood with oh, anybody yeah. else. But turns out, you know, if Eventually, you got any kind of shit in your you. blood, yeah. it's just going to stay there forever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He was like yeah. dysentery the man. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, cold turkey may be great on sandwiches, but there's a better way to break your bad habits. We're not talking about some weird mind voodoo from your crazy neighbor tracking when Mercury's in retrograde or whatever the moon's up to or lighting your candles or putting your crystals out or any of that type of stuff. We're talking about our sponsor, Fume, and they look at the problem in a different way. Not everything in a bad habit is wrong, so instead of a drastic, uncomfortable change, why not just remove the bad from your habit? Fume is an innovative, award-nominated device that does just that. Instead of electronics, Fume is completely natural. Instead of vapor, Fume uses flavored air. And instead of harmful chemicals, Fume uses all-natural, delicious flavors. You get it. Instead of bad, Fume is good. It's a habit you're free to enjoy and makes replacing your bad habit easy. Your Fume comes with an adjustable airflow dial and is designed with movable parts and magnets for fidgeting, giving your fingers a lot to do, which is helpful for de-stressing and anxiety while breaking said habits. Joe, tell them your experience with it. Well, I concur. Fume, good. Fume allows me to live my life in a way that I describe as oxygen plus, right? We all have oxygen. Everybody's got the same oxygen, but I like a little, I like my life to be heightened. And with Fume, I get oxygen plus. It's oxygen that tastes good, right? It's sweet. You just, you put it to your lips. It's a nice little weighted thingy that makes my oxygen hit harder. It's a portable oxygen hitter harder thing. It's beautiful, feels great, and it tastes like fresh. Like, I got one that's orange, and it's like orange breath. Who don't love orange breath? Stopping is something we all put off because it's hard. But switching to Fume is easy, enjoyable, and even fun. Fume has served over 100,000 customers and has thousands of success stories. And there's no reason that can't be you. Join Fume in accelerating humanity's breakup from destructive habits by picking up the journey pack today. Head to tryfume.com. Dot com and use code POA to save 10% off when you get the journey pack today. That's tryfum.com and use code POA to save an additional 10% off your order today. Tryfume.com slash POA, code POA. Fume good. Fume good. <laughs> what were you going to say, Corey? Yeah, Corey. What are you doing over there? <laughs> oh, I just wanted to know if you'd ever actually seen his face. He looks yes. like a poodle that had been kicked in. Completely. Oh, it my is, God. He looks like a young Mr. Burns. Oh. He, he really is. It is <laughs> tremendous how crazy he looked. Like, the fact that they were just like, oh, yeah, let's. he should be in power. Like, his head really was, like, 60% water. There was so much water in him. Yeah. They were just like, ooh, it was like a human pimple. It's bad when you're coming out of the vagina and your beak scrapes it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He was beaked. But also, like, they just had to be looking at him, like, from the jump, being like, I don't know if well, that's... Well, it wasn't the... like he was just like, here's what we should do, you know? He was like, dirt is a meal! Right. Yeah. Like, Jesus <laughs> Christ. Yes. Probably moving another direction. It's like, I don't know about the divine right of this guy. Uh, yeah, like, but they were, like, they, but they were, it's very much how, like, what you see in our politics now, where, like, people are like, just get him across the finish line. Like, you know, where people yeah. are like, Joe Biden's going to die. Like, just get the body to the White House one lap. Like, that's right. what they were doing with him. They're like, he doesn't need to be the best. We just need some cum to come out of him, and then we'll be okay. <laughs> yeah, but, but then, bad yeah. news. No, bad what? news. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's, it, yeah. 
Oh, no come for you. No, no, no. Archbishop yeah. or whoever was Reverse doing Oprah. that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh, man. So how do you get... Um, you're you're the curator of all the stories, right? The uh, history yes, stories. The That's you, actually something I wanted to yeah, ask about. Because how he does did, not you. Talk. You don't get to. <laughs> <laughs> I like that he's shutting you down because I feel like it's coming in a bad direction for me from you. Yes, please, Corey. That's go. yeah. It was. I want to know how in, how any of us land a job like Gareth, where he doesn't have to do a goddamn thing except for sit there and be charming. I mean. Well, I'm kind of that on this show. I'm not saying I'm. Uh, no, you bring stuff to the table. A I, well, I don't bit. like. I, I certainly don't like the follow up from Corey. Yeah. Um, it was Dave's idea. <laughs> Dave right. had an idea for a show, where he was going to bring stories to the table. He didn't think it was always going to be with me, so it probably would have lowered his frustration level if it had been a new guy because he'd be like, "Hey, I asked this guy on my show," but instead now it's our show, and yeah, every week. You know, I'll be like, can we do it like Saturday this week? And he's like, well, here's the thing about how this works. I'm putting in 20 to 30 hours on. I'm like, right. No, Sunday's good. Sunday's fine. We can do Sunday. I just want to watch the Packers. We can do Sunday. Um, But yeah, I mean, I, I, I lucked into it. I picked him based on his looks. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I can like see that. He, fading. And like you did, you picked Corey based on like a it's like a head orangey moon. Yeah. yeah, an orangey moon. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. yeah, his head yeah. is so perfectly Let's round. Let's be clear, Dave does drawn into insanely it. more research and work for his show than I do on this one. I mean, how do you like you know how do you find these things in the in the? First I mean, part? honestly, originally it was really searching and looking, but now. I have so many stories, and in those stories, you just find other people. Like, yeah. you, I'm always reading a story. I'm like, well, who's this guy? And then I follow that guy, and I'm like, ah, oh, he's another one. That's how I find most of them now. Um, but it, it used to be just searching everywhere and people sending me ideas. But now I, I have a list of, like, 500. It's, it's like I was talking to my buddy about it, and it's like the problem is that it is such a – like, Dave's ability to find the weird shit is right. a skill set in its sure. own right. I've all, I, any anything like that, like even like certain TV shows where they find these people in yeah. uh, in the middle of nowhere, or whatever, and like or places. I'm always like, how does anybody find anything, including like <laughs> you know interesting stories that are obscure and whatnot? Like it's definitely a skill set. Yeah, like even when I do some, like rarely I'll do an episode, and I'm like, it takes me so fucking long <laughs> to be like, oh, that'll be a good one, right? Like it's like two a year, you know what I mean? Like because yeah. I'm like, that's perfect. <laughs> Yeah. Every week, Dave's like got one somehow. So and the live ones, some of the live ones are just fucking bon- like. Yeah, I try to save the better ones for live shows. They're bonkers. Right. Like I'll be after yeah. For those of you just listening that may not know, like go check out the dollop, and I do recommend their live shows that they put on their feed are fucking fantastic. Well, and I just always am like, we're sitting backstage like eating pizza, and he's not like in his head. He's like, I'm gonna fucking tell this guy about like. <laughs> The story of Houdini mysticism when, like, this woman used to have a fake hand coming out of her vagina to get men over there to think she could communicate with the dead. That happened. Sure. And then after the show, I'll be like, bro, we were, like, talking about, like, <laughs> right. family. Right, yeah. Weren't you sitting there just like, man, this guy's going to lose his fucking head tonight. And yeah. he's got all those in his head all the time. Yeah, I no, he's like the Hatsburg head except yeah, right. the stories. I do. There's one I'm thinking of right now that's going to be amazing that I'm going to do. Amazing. Yeah. He'll yeah. do that to me sometimes. That's too. exciting. Uh, yeah, I'll have to look out for that. Or it'll uh, be like, oh, man, I got one that's going to make you so sad. And I'll be like, oh, oh yeah. I did. We did an England one that I was just like, 
This uh, this might kill him. Yes. You ever get into any rich people shit? Rich people behaving badly I mean, or all the fucking yeah. time. Right. Oh, yeah. Yeah. He brings his little the, politics into it all. <laughs> yeah. The rich people. They earned are, it, motherfucker. Like the more the more <laughs> you do history, the more you do history, you're just like, oh, the capitalists, the, the big the big capitalist guys are fucking psychopaths. Like on a level right. you can't even comprehend. They're just really they don't care about human beings at all. Right. Not even slightly. So one thing we kind of I'm, I'm not gonna say landed on because i don't know it's just something that it seemed to present itself at some point and tell me if you agree with this or not i feel like the quality of rich people has steadily deteriorated mm-hmm. over time meaning like they used yeah. to i know that like i know that like the fucking nobles had prima nocta or whatever like all this like Which crazy we should bring shit, back. right <laughs> right but like yeah. man yeah but they used to like they used to think that they had some sort of like responsibility to yeah. to like be worthy of their name and that point. type yeah. of shit. Like they, you know, they'd like, you know, they'd throw a bunch of peasants with pitchforks in front of them, but they'd like go to war on their horse and that type of shit. You yeah. know, like they felt a responsibility to to do that kind of thing just because of who they were. Like mm-hmm. they were born into this, but there's like other, you know, there's other. You have to be worthy of it. And now I just don't feel like that, that's rich people do any of that at all. Well, I don't we, think and we're kind of we're kind of the same as we were in the Gilded Age after the you know after the Civil War when everyone. It just, there's just too many rich people. They're too rich. There's right. too many, and they're too rich. The more rich, they've done tons of studies on this. The more rich you get, the more you have less empathy for poor people. So the richer you are, the less you care about people. Um, there's just a shitload of studies that, that so show that. It. Yeah, but so now they're now they're now it's like it used to be a few guys were rich, but now it's just like this whole class of just like all the board members and the CEOs, and they never made as much money. Yeah. Before, but now they it used to be like you'd make seven times the highest employee or whatever. Right. And now they're like, you know, eighty. And that's like normal, and it's like, yeah, that's not gonna, that's not gonna. Well, work. that's why too, when they're like, the corporate tax rate should be at least twenty seven percent. You're like, it was like ninety, yeah, yeah, right. it's 90. Yeah. ninety. Yeah, the rich people should be paying like ninety percent. That's how this all worked, right? But before. they are, de- they definitely seem to have gotten worse. And like to your point, like they, it almost was like, you, it's like how it, when I was a kid, it was like. There was shame with being rich to some extent. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like if you were raised rich, it kind of like there was some kind of shame. It was like you were less of a real person. And so you did kind of compensate in ways. And now they just it is nobody gives a fuck. And the level of rich is so ridiculous. And it was like a, you correct me if I'm wrong or anyone, but it's like like FDR did not act because he was like a sweetheart. He was like, yeah, this is, it'll all end if we right. don't do some yeah, kind he of was, reset. He was saving capitalism. Yeah, he, he was, was like, yeah, he was like is... the system that we yeah. stay rich in is going to, they're going to fucking kill us. Yeah, they're going to kill us. Yeah, there's this dude, his name's Nick Hanauer. He's a billionaire. He's like a tech billionaire, but his whole thing has been uh, trying to tell uh, his billionaire buddies, like, hey, they're going to kill us <laughs> all yeah. at some point. Yeah, he's right. We are. Like, eventually, they will eat us. It's not just a <laughs> pithy slogan great. or whatever. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like, like it will happen yeah. if we keep and doing this. And it's like this. the dam will and, break, right. and then it's fucking Once the dam on. breaks, then it's all over. You'll be going to, like, little huts and just be, be like, looking like for, like, Schumer cuts or, like, McConnell, yeah. you know, bones. <laughs> but, like, you said there was some shame to it. It's weird. In some cases... I mean, obviously, they're mostly totally shameless, but in some cases, they 
there's an element of shame to it today too depending on what you do thinking of like like in hollywood specifically in show business like nepo babies and shit or people are like people that want to get into rapping or something like i saw michael irvin the other day the hall of fame football player talking about his son who is a rapper Uh. right and Michael Irvin's just going in on him on ESPN. It's like you grew up in the richest suburb in Dallas, Texas. It's like you don't, you're not hard. Yeah. What the fuck are you talking yeah. about? Or like the, they try to like someone try to hide, you know, yeah. uh, the wealth and privilege they had, depending on what they do, because they think it yeah. like you know there makes is them still, look bad. There, there is still that in you know, it's like like the Kardashians are a good example of like they do nothing, so it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. But yeah, if you're like trying to be an actor, you don't. You know, you don't want to be associated with the fact that you didn't earn it. So it is still kind of there. And I think, like, yeah, with, like, I mean, if you're, like, a rapper, like, that has been... It's weird because, you like, rapper, like rappers will lose you because, like, like, Kanye is a good example. Like, Kanye, the first half of his career was so great because he was so fucking mad yeah. about how nobody gave a fuck about him. Right. And then it was, like, and then it was, like, he started to get big. And then he was rapping about how hard it was to get where he was. Right. And then he was just rapping about endless money. And that's when you're, like, well, stand-ups do that, to, too. I was about to say, don't you think stand-ups yeah. do the same yep. thing all yeah. the time? Like, you'll watch like, Kevin. I love Kevin Hart, but, you like, you'll watch his special and it'll just like, be like. I was with Michael Jordan the other day yeah. on the golf course yeah. outside the White House or, like, or whatever. Yeah, I was Lost in my yeah, mansion. Right, yeah, right, like, I yeah. don't love this. Well, we stuff. Yeah, we right. love Tom Segura, but if you yeah. look at his fans now, you go into his look well, at his fan farms, and they're all just like, "What the fuck is going on, man?" He's talking about a ten thousand dollars Fabergé egg. Well, when you, like, you said a minute ago, the all these studies that show great. the richer you get, the less empathy you have for poor people. I was like, yeah. "Don't bring Tom Segura into this." <laughs> but, but then I pushed out and didn't say it. But, but since t- you brought him but up, but Tom's but, yeah. from uh, uh, his family's extraordinarily rich. Yeah, he, right. Yeah, so he started there. Yeah, but you know, he, I like. I think there was a point where he was just doing stand-up, and so you didn't hear. But once you get into podcasting and you start talking about life and people, then your fans are like, "Wait, what? You don't like me?" Right. <laughs> there's you know, a, there's a lot of stand-ups too who've done a good job of hiding the fact that they are, are from money. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, see, like, that's another example of like there is sometimes there's yeah, there still is. an element of shame to it. Like I because guess because of that, it's the relate. If you're trying to relate right. through entertainment, right. it's, and especially stand-up, because stand-up at its core is the ability to kind of. You know, either make yourself relatable or relate to. With stand up, it's like relatability, but with rappers, it's like whatever street cred or authenticity yeah. or something. Like, there's not like John Morant. I'm a Memphis Grizzlies fan. Uh, John Morant drives yeah. me insane because yeah. he's also like a suburban kid. He's I not, know. He, but he tries to play gangster for no reason. And, yeah. you know, it's yeah, it's cost the, us the future. I know. <laughs> it's really crazy to watch that kind of stuff. I mean, I think with stand up, like, like Tom's a good example, you could just go up and do stand up and no one, like, you could just do your stand up. You can hide that you're rich if you do that, but when you're talking on a podcast, I think it gets different, right? Then mm-hmm. now you're talking about life and stuff, and then it's... I don't think people want to... When you're when you're a stand-up, I don't think people want to see uh, if you become successful. They don't want you to flaunt it. They still just want you to be the stand-up that you were. I mean, that's how it seems to me. Yeah, and I think there, you know, there are people who definitely do that successfully i mean like gaffigan's a good example yeah or exactly but he still lives in the he still lives in the fucking small you know place with all his kids in the four bedroom or whatever i feel like that really works for him yeah one of those bedrooms is a mansion to be fair (laughs) (laughs) it's a little legalese but but yeah like i think like even Chappelle, like you know obviously there's shit he does where I, i do not agree with it but he still has an ability to make his life, if it is like the Michael Jordan shit, it still is funny. And a lot of times it's just, you know, 
it's shit about being a person or like I, I think there is a way to bridge that gap. Well, Burr. Yeah, Burr. Burr is a great, great example. example. Yeah, right. You great know, example. It's maybe not necessarily about his life. But when it is, it's like, yeah, I'm, fuck, I'm sick of, she talks too much. Yeah, right. You know? Yeah. And you're just yeah. like, oh, yeah, the women talk too much, or whatever do. the fuck it is. They yeah. totally do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, that's true. No matter what tax bracket you're in, they won't shut the fuck they up. Just, <laughs> they talk so much. <laughs> they don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. uh, another thing that's come up on here before I want to ask you about, Gareth, with your British roots and everything. Like, in British. Do people call you gay in the Midwest. Uh, I well yes, but well, not, not for that. that. Yeah, no, right. well, not once for that. once we get into yeah. the Midwest, I start calling Gareth gay. Right. Yeah. On tour immediately. Yeah, that's where I'm. Like, like, yeah, hey, no. we're in Missouri. I mean, gay. I was like, a th- I was a kid who skipped sports. <laughs> oh, yeah. And definitely like put on my mother's dresses publicly at times. So I was always they were. Oh no, we're we were also big hometown queers. Yeah. You know? yeah. <laughs> my, <laughs> I was looked at as book very am. strange. Yeah. I liked books too much. And yeah. That well, type of, that type of to thing. To be fair, if the shoe fits. Yeah. Yeah, this little gay, right? Yeah. Well, See, that's where it's totally different for me because I grew up in a, just a super gay area. Right. Outside yeah. of, outside of uh, they were like, Francisco. get out of here, straighty. You were like, I am gay. Stop yeah. it. Yeah. Or two, two of my neighbors were gay. Like, it was just like, you know, it's just like. Are you okay, Dave? They keep calling me straight again. Don't worry. Don't worry. Uh, I'm not. You'll be gay someday. You'll figure it out. Yeah. I'll show you. I'll yeah. show you. Uh, <laughs> now, I feel like in British comedy, like there's this weird they still got a whole they're, they're so classist or whatever yeah. like inherently in Britain still and you can see it in everything meaning like I feel like in British comedy they have like posh upper crust like uh, like almost pretentious type guys that's like a thing over there like, yeah. like upper crust intellectuals who are comedians or whatever and I like them you know but, yeah. but like over here is a if you're gonna be a comedian, you like gotta be an everyman or relatable. Like we don't really have the equivalent of that. I feel like no, I don't think we do. Yeah, it it definitely works over there more. Right. I mean, they they do. They like. I mean, they have the royal family. Right. Like if you try to poke holes in the royal family, to there again, there are some people who have left it. But my mother and her generation. Oh man! If you try to poke holes in it, they don't know why they love them. They just support them. They think there's value to them. And I do think that that, you know, that still works over there. It it has forever. And for some reason, yeah, they, they, I mean, you know, we love our warden in this country, but there they fucking lick the boots. Yeah. You know, right. they really do. Um, I don't know. It's, it's certainly weird. I mean, they, they just for I, some I mean, reason. You, you do have some guys that come across as like upper crust, like Jimmy, um, Jimmy, uh, Carr. Jimmy Carr, Jimmy, Jimmy Carr, Carr. Yeah. and then you have guys that uh, are the opposite, like Stuart Lee. Right. Um, yeah, it very much comes across in like just how they carry themselves, almost. Yeah. When was, you know, like Stephen Fry or whatever. Oh yeah. Where, you know, yeah. he's like well read and proper and all mm-hmm. this type of thing. And he's well, like, we have. You know, it, does Bill Maher count? He's probably <laughs> ours. <laughs> I guess that's <laughs> true. That hurts. Yeah, right. Yeah. It hurts so much. Yeah. Man, it's just uh, always so funny to me because like one of the meanest. It's like a triggering term for me. Yeah. Coming I know, up, me too. coming up, one of the meanest standups I ever worked with was just a fucking dick from the beginning. Yeah. He's true to himself. Yeah, I guess it's true. Yeah, keeping yeah. it real. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but I think like with all the Russell Brand stuff that just went on right. over there, like that, I was there. I was there with the night that the the document, the Channel Four documentary aired. Oh, and I you watched were. it live. Yeah, and it was like 
unfortunately it wasn't the best made documentary but um but I guess that's the big problem with it. Is it wasn't a well-made. Yeah, well, right. yeah, yeah, in, right. in the sense, this is the production the, value left a lot to be desired. In the sense so. that it like it was easy to poke holes in it because it it wasn't like as incriminating as you would hope it would be. If you you know if you're like a rational person, you're like, oh yeah, he did this shit. Yeah, <laughs> but right. they left room for people to be like, I mean, mm. why aren't they putting their face on fucking camera? And you're like, yeah, right. well, listen, it's actually pretty complicated. Yeah, um, right. But well, but, he think. What do you think? He he like pivoted hard to oh, yeah. a demographic who like yes. wouldn't care that he sexually assaulted people 100%. or whatever. That's you the most I mean? incriminating thing right. of the whole thing yeah, is that right. all of a sudden yeah. Yeah. when they're making this documentary he's like what about the right wing? Yeah. Like, he just right. goes over there. It like, does I mean, and honestly it has worked. Yeah right. You know yeah, you sure. wish that it wouldn't have it's worked but it's a good play. Yeah if that was the play I mean he fucked that's pretty fucking smart. Yeah. You can't argue with the fact that the, the guy is smart and if he pulled that off that was like a glacial move that right. he did over like the last two or three years. Because he was like, oh, I'm going to get screwed. We're going to find out at But some the amount point. of comedians over there, like like I said, I was there when it was breaking. The amount of comedians there who were like, oh, yeah, he's yeah. like the fucking worst. Yeah. He's been Everybody. the worst. Everybody. Women like, didn't yeah, right. want to be like in the you know green room with him and, yeah. and shit like that. Um, but yeah, I don't know. The, the UK comedy scene is so strange in its own right. The way they digest comedy, what they like from comedy is just different. Here it is. You're right. It's like way more about like relating there they're much happier to do the sort of like like the kevin hart version where it's like oh yeah i was i was on vacation with you know posh and bex right yeah. and they're like into that and you're like what the fuck that's it seems yeah. it seems to me like they also another part of it is they like uh uh like uh verbosity or like you know yeah. like having a lot like uh you know sounding smart on purpose yeah right sure. like as a comedian because i feel like over here we have comics who are brilliant people call them brilliant and they are brilliant but they don't they'll be like Bill Burr would be like listen nobody should listen to me I'm a dumbass I yeah, make right. these in school they always like you know make it clear like I'm an idiot what do I know and then people are like he's a genius right yeah. but like over there they're just like I'm smarter than you right and yeah. it's like and, and, and uh, but in a way that, again I, I kind of like yeah. it like I watch I it and, and sort of dig it I just think it's like well, if you watch, interesting because we don't really we don't do that I if you watch around. old Eddie or Eddie Izzard but Eddie if you watch one of those it. three special like you were like this guy's smarter than me for sure like you were just yeah, like absolutely. and I enjoy the ride love it but it was never about um, making you feel dumb, dumb right yeah. it was just like he in order to convey the things he wanted to talk about he would relate them to you and that kind of was like the perfect like in between of all of it Ricky Gervais I think st you know like right. drinks beers on stage people still feel like but you know he's a guy who hasn't been doing stand up that long you know he's rich as fuck like you know the deal um, but like those Eddie those Eddie Izzard's one, ones were just like holy fuck like this is next level absolutely comedy Some and it's coming from a guy favorites. who is smart as fuck but he's yeah. not necessarily shit like Russell Brand when he would do stand up which he wasn't very good at he his whole thing was trying to make you be like, wow, he's lost me a little bit. What a fucking genius. You know, right. Eddie Izzard was just like threading that needle in a new way. That's how Stuart, Stuart Lee is, too. Yeah. He, he just he's not dumbing it down. And it's fucking brilliant. Like just next level genius. Yeah. But I, you're right. I don't think I don't think you you don't see comics doing that. You, you see people putting it on like Natasha Leggero doing like a character of like that. Mm hmm. 
but like you don't see like like Larry right. the Cable Guy is a great example of like that guy was yeah. like making a hundred million dollars a year and he would still just be like, <laughs> you ever right. shit your pants and it looked like your friend? Yeah, you know, right. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, a lot of money in that, buddy. Loving Corey's delay. I know it's right. the it best. Here it comes. Yeah, right. I'm like, man, Corey didn't like. Yeah, oh, you did. Boom! Yes, I can almost see you have that. Th- you like, you like looked at him like, is it coming? Oh, do is I have coming? a sound delay as well? A little bit. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, it's hilarious. Yeah, Aaron. By the way, oh, I man, was. That's such a bummer. No, it's actually it's great fine. because what Trey said is so true. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Um, I was in San Francisco uh, like the first times that Larry the Cable Guy went up as Larry the Cable Guy. He was just another comic. What a Dave. move. But he went up dressed as a guy in like a cable outfit. And God, then he had slowly to show up that he probably, he probably had his hand on the door and was like, I'm going to go home. <laughs> I, I, fuck it. I, I put it on. I'll try it. I'll try it. What? Like... Was he all? He had been doing that. Like he didn't start that in San Francisco, right? Like no, he'd been I think, doing that. He just I came don't know to San why Francisco he was there. No, because that'd be no, a no, wild no. He choice. was. It was like showcases. Like yeah, he wasn't yeah, right. doing like a gig. Right. Uh, he was around. He was around trying to do stand up, and I think that he kind of stumbled on that character. And so he, when he was working it out, he would do like showcases, and that's where I'd see it. Like it'd be like a yeah, Sunday night. So good. Yeah. It feels weird that that happened in our lifetime. Yeah. That feels like a 1983 bit. Yeah, and it's like I've heard people say I've heard people call it like a hillbilly, hillbilly blackface or whatever. Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. And I, I know Corey feels the exact same way. Like I should probably have a problem with it, but he used to fucking kill me, dude. Oh yeah, that, he, that was some that shit that was, was funny. Like when the blue collar comedy tour first came out and everything, I thought he was. I always bring that. My favorite Larry the Cable Guy joke was he had this. He said, uh, "He's like, yeah, my horse she broke her leg, so I had to take her out back and shoot her." I don't know why they tell you to do that. It didn't help at all. <laughs> like now she's got a broke leg yeah. and a bullet wound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. he had good jokes. I yeah. mean, there were good jokes in there. People just, uh, you know, everyone the West Coast, West Coast just hated him. But all those yeah. blue collar guys were huge for a reason. Yeah, they they had timing. They had jokes. They I don't know, Bill Engvall. Anyway, um, uh, but uh, yeah, well, I, I was at the Larry the Cable Guy roast, and one of the funniest things I've ever seen was Greg Giraldo not being able to process how he was so famous and rich. Yeah. And he wasn't really <laughs> roasting him other than he was just confounded. Yeah, right. Like, yeah. He, at one point, like, 12 minutes into it, as he's slaughtering, he just goes, why are you so popular? Right, yeah. <laughs> Whatever happened to Drawley? You haven't seen him already? Yeah, 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 we'll be right back. Hope he's doing all right. Do a little Blue Apron stuff. Yeah, no, I try to, like, I do, you know, yeah, Corey's got a sound. What, uh, Corey, what do you do? Sound thing. He's got a little. What, the soundboard? fart machine? He's got a, he's got more than just farts. He's got. What else he got, buddy? He's got other yeah. stuff on there. Flex the muscle. Yeah. What, you want to hit him with something else, Corey? Uh, well, uh, uh, yeah, like, pretend, uh, oh, hey, uh, welcome, everybody. It's the dollop. <laughs> You like that? I don't love it. Uh, All right. <laughs> wow, I am on a fucking delay. <laughs> That's all right. But now the uh, those, those British kind with the, the you know uh, being openly intelligent stuff like using big words and shit like. I kind of do that sometimes, but it like works because people are like, "Well, that's weird." Do you know what I mean? Sure. Like, yeah. Like, He's not supposed to. Like, I was at the improv the other night doing this like 
riffing set where you just made, and I was talking about some strip club and I said I said the name of it I was like that shit was a misnomer boy and everybody just like cracked up but it wasn't like a joke or even that funny and I was, I was like y'all didn't know I knew words like misnomer did you <laughs> <laughs> but like yeah. that type of thing where it's like he said a smart word in a dumb way yeah. like, he thinks he missed a nomer yeah right like yeah. that's uh, that's kind of my whole thing honestly <laughs> however these people before it told me they liked liked doing videos and shit with me because I was pretension proof yeah, which was right. their way of being like it don't matter like what kind of condescending shit we give you to say you sound so fucking dumb no one's gonna feel like you're talking down to them for it so it's like a cheat code and, I'm and like, likeable yeah, that's, that's it is thing. like that is like one of the main like it is weird because in a way you guys have carved out like a version of blue collar right but it's like with better politics much less successful <laughs> yeah. yeah wildly yeah, less successful there you go. same uh, same thing <laughs> regular same thing. Yeah. Yeah. yeah reason yeah. No for both collar. of those yeah, yeah. right yeah. <laughs> uh, all right listen i think we've taken up enough of your guys's time this yeah. was so much fun thanks for being i know i know Dying no thank you no it's a pleasure and uh cory you're not going to be on the past times again but we yeah, would love thank to have you, you on. for uh, please have me on yeah, yeah. yeah. we don't want Corey to do it I, yeah I assume this was coming. Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry right. for the delay. I'm really bummed out. I love you both. I'm sorry for it making fun of you earlier, Gareth. Oh, no, that was a problem, but the delay wasn't. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The delay was fine. The delay was fine. The You're actually, was huge you actually should consider this. I think it helps your comedy. Yeah, the delay's nice. Off, yeah. Yeah. off timing. <laughs> My timing is so bad that I have to put myself on a seven-second delay to make it decent. <laughs> no, it's like we're doing like the CNN thing where you're just like, in the hills of Tora Bora, Corey Forrester. And yeah. you're like, hey, guys. Thank yeah, you, Gareth. Right. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. All right. So, Corey, thanks for kind of being here. Thank yeah. you guys for. Uh, Thank you. I appreciate it. And yeah. uh, Airheads, Dave and Gareth, everybody of the dial up. Thanks for listening. Stick around, Airheads, though. We're about to do clearing the airs right now. It's a lie. All right. Cue dramatic music. It's not a bird. It's not a plane. It's the most revolutionary ball trimmer the world has ever seen. Gentlemen, our friends over at Manscaped have been working night and day to bring you a below-the-waist grooming experience like none other with their brand-new Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. I don't know what this voice is, but we're talking about a next-generation trimmer with interchangeable blade heads for whatever shave your mind can imagine. AI is cool, but I think this might be the biggest technological advancement the world has ever seen. Upgrade your grooming game to the Ultrasphere. That's right. We're making up words, baby. This year, by going to manscaped.com for 20% off plus free shipping with the code POA. High tech for low places. Manscaped. I love the brand new lawnmower. 5.0. Y'all know I've been all about the the all the things at Manscaped. I love that like I don't have to keep up with all these little guards. They just got a little clicky clicky thing. Also the ball deodorant. You know it's getting a little colder out there, but I'm still sweating below, so that keeps me all you know on a fresh keel. Uh, tell them more about it, Trey. Every man knows how scary it can get when going for a close shave below the belt. That's why we trust Manscaped for all of our most sensitive areas. Inside this package, you'll find the star of the show, the Lawnmower 5.0 Ultra. Their fifth-generation trimmer features two interchangeable next-gen skin-safe blade heads, a standard one for taking a little off the top, and a new foil blade to go smooth wherever your heart desires. We also have dual LED spotlights to provide contrast on multiple skin tones, three length setting combs, and oh, did we mention the trimmer is waterproof too because it is no more wet shaving down there. Count us in. This bad boy also features dual LED spotlights 
to provide the contrast on those multiple skin tones, skin tones so you can shed some light on your darkest places. Three length setting cones for all your desired lengths, and it's waterproof. I know I'm repeating myself, but this stuff is noteworthy. Y'all need to be paying attention, all right? If you're taking it on the go, Manscaped has you covered. This puppy comes with a travel case and even a travel lock feature so it don't accidentally turn on and make people think you got a vibrator in your back at the airport or nothing. You're mm-hmm. like, that's not a vibrator, it's just my ball shaver. <laughs> this right here is on the cutting edge of cutting pubes, y'all. Upgrade your ball trimmer and your life will follow. So to get 20% off with free shipping, use the code POA at manscaped.com. It's 20% off with free shipping when you use the code POA at manscaped.com. We can promise you you've never seen a ball trimmer look like a spaceship before. Get yours today from our folks at Manscaped. My balls smell real good. Hits. Does hit. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, three, four. One, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down the Korean tray and learn some fancy shit today. We'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out no house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com. All right. Well, that was fun. Fun for me, anyway. I got to be in studio with the dollop fellers. You were 2,500 miles away and on a tape delay at that, but we made it work. That's true. I was just happy that we got to all be together. It was the it's the mashup that everyone's been been waiting for. I mean, we don't deserve to be in their company when it comes to like, you know, being like, yeah, at all. Absolutely. No, not even in the same league. Uh, so, yeah, we appreciate them deigning to spend some time with us. Very lovely and funny gentlemen that they are. I said that, that we were going to do clearing the airs. We haven't really been clearing the air much lately because <clears throat> the format of the show changed. This has been the airmail portion, but I did not misspeak. This week, we are clearing the airs. I meant to say that because Corey's got some air to clear, some crow to eat, I believe. That's true. Corey, you want to go true. ahead? I've called this press conference today. Uh, I would like to, on behalf of myself uh, and everyone at Putting On Airs, while it was me, for the record, but, you know, I know that when I'm speaking, I represent my company. Um, You know, everyone in the Airstream, BPP, Trey, our our entire network here, I would like to offer a formal apology uh, to the ghost of Helen Keller. I apologize for sure, okay, I shouldn't have said, and I think I quote, I'm pretty sure she was down with all that Hitler stuff. I don't know if that's what I should have said, right? Right. Turns out, because I there was, and by the way, this was brought to my attention uh, by Aunt Tiff, who is uh, one of the moderators over on our Reddit. Apparently, I was getting roasted on Reddit because of the things that I'd said about Helen Keller. Now, I would like to say this. While I am sorry, and I, I misspoke, and obviously we have journalistic integrity here, I would like to point out that 
she absolutely was into eugenics and shit, and half of what I said was right, so I don't really know why everyone's going to fucking bat for her that much, but it's there's a difference in there's a difference in what she believed, which was that um uh let's see, babies with Down syndrome and stuff should be slaughtered after their birth. That is different than being down with all the Hitler stuff. Uh, two wrongs don't make a right, but you know what I'm saying. And I would just like to say, as I recall, because I, I didn't obviously read these complaints. You just told me the complaints were happening. I didn't read them either. And I you just said, was told you they said, were You said we were getting roasted for all the Helen Keller stuff. And I was like, well, now I didn't, because <laughs> I, I, I never, I didn't know any of that. And so when you said that, I was like, oh, really? Okay. So how could that possibly be my fault? And on, on top of that, also, I remember saying, I'll say, wait a minute, hold on now. Like, and this yeah, makes you it doubly did. funny because like, I gave you an out sort of yeah. by because I, like, nope. I, I was like, I was like, hold on. Are you saying <laughs> she just believed that people who were, you know, kind of in the same category as her, like people that were <laughs> born with like developmental problems or like major issues like she had that they should not exist because obviously I don't believe that, but I can't get mad at her for having that opinion. Like how could I, how could any yeah, of right. us look at her and be like, you're not allowed to feel that way. Like, right. If anyone is allowed to feel that way, she's allowed to feel that way. Of course. Right? But if you mean it, and you were like, no, no, it was all that. All that Hitler stuff. That hit for her. All of it. And I was like, okay, well, now that ain't cool. Right? <laughs> so that's sort of how it played out. Which yeah. That's just why people got mad at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, here's the thing. I said they were roasting us. And obviously it was just me. But, like, that's the thing with a partnership, Trey, is that we yes. we share we share our successes. And so we also must share in our lambastings lambast when someone mm -hmm. lambasts you it's uh you're being lambasted i guess you are being That's, lambasted yeah yeah so anyways no obviously i'm just bullshitting i'm very sorry for saying all that shit about helen keller i misheard something uh and i spoke uh, i pulled something out of my butt and i shouldn't have and i apologize to anyone that i offended uh yeah whatever. all right well, so, I think you did a great job, so let's do some air mail now. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Uh, all right. Subject line, King Henry VIII, fool, William Somer. Hey, guys, I love the show and came across an idea for a possible deep dive on Will Somer. He was the longest-serving fool to the royals. Did you know that there were formal and informal fools and not all fools? Not all fools wore that jester getup we see in movies. Anyways, thought it might be a fun topic for the history with Professor Cho. All the best. I didn't know that about him, but I, but I make a note did, of it. You fucking yeah, love jesters. Right? I do. Down. I've been wanting. I've been wanting to do a whole episode on him, and I guess well, this we're going to start Michael Jordan of jesters, evidently. So <laughs> right, start that's there. Right. <laughs> that's right. Uh, all right. Subject line: Korea or Vietnam Part Two? Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Uh, All right. Corey, Corey, please don't read my full name. Okay. Uh, hey, guys. Uh, I've written to you guys a few times, never gotten put on, but I wanted to pop in again. Uh, Y'all had me screaming at the radio in the car while you were talking about the <laughs> Korean War. Don't now, worry. This might have been me. Because <laughs> I, believe I, I believe I took the lead on this one. So you did, because do I don't go know on. shit about the Korean And I don't either. And I said yeah. I was pulling it out yeah. of my ass. But anyway, yeah. go ahead. Don't worry. I calmed down once y'all started actually looking stuff up. I studied, <laughs> I studied history in school, specifically civil conflicts. And while I didn't study the Korean War at length, I did live in Korea for two years. 
What you read about Korea being a proxy war between communists and anti-communists is pretty spot on, and the war is still technically active today. Ask any K-pop fan about the South Korean military, and they'll have way more info than you expect because all men, the pretty ones included, in South Korea have to serve in the army. I lived with one in New York. Have to serve in the army for two years before they turn 30, just in case war breaks out again. In North Korea, they have the same conscription idea, but the term is far longer. Yeah, no shit. If you want a semi-decent picture of what life in North Korea is like now, there is a Korean drama on Netflix called Crash Landing uh, Crash Landing on You that is partly set in the North and most of the supporting characters are North Koreans. The production used actual North Korean refugees as consultants and it's Netflix, so there's uh, dubs if that's more your thing. Uh, <laughs> this is funny. Anyway, every time I write to you guys, Corey complains that it's too long, so I'll stop there. Uh, Loveyans like chicken. All right. Um, yeah, it didn't seem yeah, like you did that bad of a I was job. about to say, I remember, the way I remember it in my head is I remember being like, I'm pulling this out of my ass, but I feel like it was another one of them communism things. Like, they yeah. kind of like, we backed the not communist, and they were the other communist, whatever, and like that. And then I looked it up, and it was like, yeah. I remember looking it up and being like, yeah, I got that pretty well correct. Yeah. And, and and when I looked it up, I read what they just said, proxy war thing, and they said that part was right, but my part was wrong, so I'm a little confused because I remember being validated by that part. So anyway, Well, I was about knows? to say, like, Here's the deal, though. The crux of everything you said was based in North Korea don't hit. So, like, sure. even if you said some wrong things, it's like, I think fucking, I, we're I all like, on your team. I think I even said that I thought that the war was still technically ongoing you did. today and you all that did. shit. Yeah, right. You did, because when I, I read— I really don't think I was that far no, off, when dear, I read dear that, listener. It's, but, it's funny, because okay. when, I, when I read that in the email, I was like— I've heard that before. Oh, Trey said it. Trey's yeah, the right. one that said it. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, matter of fact, like fucking, I don't know, maybe she didn't live in fucking Korea long enough. You know what I mean? Because it sounds like you know what you're talking about. All right. One more because this is a, this is a lengthy one as well, but I had to read it because the subject line is cousin fucking. All right. We hey, just guys. talked about cousin fucking with the dollop guys a little we bit. We sure did. We sure did. Uh, hey guys, this is kind of outdated because I'm currently catching up on all the older episodes that I missed when I had a shorter commute to work. This is in the same vein as the cousin fucking, but just goes to show how the Venn diagram between white trash and high class, in this case, Hamlet, are related. I'm from a small, I'm from small town Alabama and a girl I graduated high school with has some true Hamlet shit going on. So we graduated high school. She married some old dude, cheats on him a bunch with a feller we'll call Judd. Well, she ends up pregnant, as you do, and eventually has a child. She is still married to original old buddy and continues to cheat on him with Judd. A few years go by, the affair is discovered, and the husband finds out the kid is Judd's and not his own and, uh, and hops on out. And nope's on out. Like, nope, I'm out. All right. <laughs> uh, luckily for him, that's the end of his piece in this story. So, old girl and Judd end up getting married. They christen the honeymoon by going to Panama City Beach, as you do. Uh -huh. While there, he whips the hell out of her, ends up mm. hiding in a high-rise that's under construction while the police look for him throughout the night. The next day, he apologizes, and they decide to go ahead and head back home. They end up having another kid, and I reckon the whippings continue. Years go by, and they end up getting a divorce, and she hooks up with Judd's brother, Jeff. Well, she ends up pregnant, and Jeff, not wanting to sully her rep reputation, decides they should get married. 
So Jeff and Judd go on a trip, and Jeff tells Judd of his plan to marry his ex-sister-in-law. So Judd does what any reasonable redneck does and steps out of a moving car going 80 miles an hour (laughs) and immediately dies. That's not what I I thought Judd was going to kill Jeff is what I thought. I thought Judd was going to immediately stab Jeff to death or something. I didn't expect him to just kill himself. I didn't see that coming. Uh, No, I didn't either. The wedding continues, and they have the baby. Now the two older brothers have a dad that's actually their uncle and a baby brother that's actually their cousin. There's your redneck Hamlet story. Roll Tide. All of this is absolutely (laughs) true with the name slightly changed and redacted. Also, if you couldn't tell, all these motherfuckers was on pills and meth. Hopefully y'all can trim the fat on this enough to make it onto the podcast because I know it's long as fuck. Love everything y'all do, and thanks for making my drives to and from work worth a damn. Uh, this is Andrew, by the way. Andrew, I ain't cutting none of that fat out. You Obviously. murdered from top no, to bottom. That was riveting all time. Yeah. Tale as old as time, let me tell it you. It was. Uh, hey, remember, you can email us at uh, puttingonairs at gmail.com. Thank you all for listening to the show. If you're, if you're only listening to it and hadn't checked it out on the YouTube, I suggest you do. It's watchpoa.com. Also, Trey, where the fuck are you going to be this weekend and weekends coming up stand-up-wise? Sunday, I'll be in Phoenix. Uh, then next Sunday after that, I'll be in Chicago. And then I got San Francisco coming up, Northwest Arkansas. And then closing out 2023, as we always do at Zanies in Nashville. I got 2024 dates coming very soon. Go to TreyCrowder.com, check them all out. Also, check out our book around here and over yonder, Comedic Travel Guide. It hits for people. It'll hit for you, too. Or you can get the audio book on Audible, which we do read and which does hit. Either way, that's, I appreciate that's true. you. It does hit. Yeah, we'll be at Zany's in Nashville December 14th through the 16th. Then on December 28th in Asheville, North Carolina, I will be there headlining, bringing along with me friends of the show's Good Cop, Rad Cop. I'll be at the Gray Eagle. Uh, Yeah, grab our book and also go subscribe at bonuscory.com. That is my sub stack. Uh, For those of you who are already paid subscribers, you know that we just finished up the riveting series, Colonel Cornbread and the Case of the Confederate Ruby. But for those uh, that are just free members, that actually drops today as you're listening to this on Friday. Bonuscory.com. Love y'all. And again, as always, stay fancy. Here's Lydia Loveless. One, two, mm-hmm. three, four, one, two, three, four. Royalty and rednecks are alike. They both like cutting and picking fights. Biscuits and baked beans where they don't belong. Sit on down with Corey and Trey and learn some fancy shit. Today we'll laugh a little even when they're wrong. They'll take you to a magical place where if you call someone a cut, nobody cares. They keep it debonair at putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs, putting on airs. NMLS number 65084, Equal Housing Lenders. Woo! As an adult, don't we all miss spring break? Nothing like taking a week off from all your responsibilities. Well, here's the next best thing for adults, a spring break from house payments. SaveWithConrad.com can help you get rid of all your credit card debt just like that. We're routinely helping our listeners save five, six, seven, even 800 bucks a month. And you don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this, but check this out. No house payments for two months at SaveWithConrad.com.